All right, welcome back to the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fourth Row, and with me on this episode, I have Colin Sennard. He is part of the Rocky Mountain Pro commentating team. Colin, how you doing? I am doing well, Mr. Fourth Row. Thank you for having me on, man. I'm I'm honored to be you know a part of the podcast during such a big week here with Milestone Nine and everything. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and we'll get to that very uh, shortly. So this is. Uh, the continuing series for uh, Milestone Weekend, uh, Rocky Mountain Pro. But first question out of the shoot for you. How did you get introduced into this wacky world of professional wrestling? You know, it, it, I, of course, like almost everybody that you know gets involved with it, you kind of grew up on it a little bit. And that was the same case for me. You know, I grew up watching wrestling, and I actually grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. So, you know, it was... Um, pretty big there independent wrestling was because of Ohio Valley wrestling. So, you know, when I was growing up, that was when they had, you know, Brock Lesnar and John Cena and Batista and all those guys. I mean, they were right down the street from me, you know, and that was before, you know, independent wrestling was kind of what it is today. So it was really cool to be able to go on a weekly basis to go see that. So when I got a little bit older, got out of college, I thought, you know, I've always I was in the radio business at the time and I thought, you know, I'm interested in wrestling. You know, I've always had a passion for Ohio Valley wrestling. You know, maybe I'll go over there and, you know, just kind of dabble around and kind of see where it takes me. And it, you know, it, it took a little bit uh, more than I thought it would to really be able to to get my nose into the business. It was it was kind of tough because, you know, they already had guys like uh, Dean Hill who had been you know, doing professional wrestling for over 20 years at the time. And Kenny Bolin, who has, you know, him and John Cena go way back. And, he, you know, it was one of those things where you don't just jump right into the announcer table. But there was a guy there named uh, Gilbert Corsi. And he did the local news there, WDRB, if anybody knows that. Um, and he and let me know, he said, you know, hey, we got a, uh, a show coming up Sunday and, you know, there are all these people that are in front of me in the pecking order aren't going to be there. And I know you said you're interested. So if you want, you can come and call and do play by play and just kind of, you know, get your dip your toe in and see how see how you like it. And so I went over there and, um, you know, he he t- pretty much coached me up on everything. And and I had already been watching the product. So it was really nice to kind of be able to have a little bit of uh, knowledge walking into it where at Rocky Mountain Pro, I, I kind of just jumped right in. But it was um, it was my first experience had me hooked. I mean, it was just, you know, being at one of those events and being able to take part in it. It's, it's just uh, an incredible feeling, especially to kind of live out your passion. I mean, there's very few people out there that could truly say, that they're able to, you know, live out their dream of what they've always wanted to do. And, and so from that moment right there, uh, that I had at Ohio Valley wrestling to be able to do that, um, it, it, it had me hooked right away. And, you know, I didn't obviously get to do it a, a whole lot moving forward from there, but, um, you know, it was, uh, here and there they would call me and I thought it was just the coolest thing ever that they would ask me back, uh, to do something that I loved. Oh, cool. Very cool. So what was the uh, first match that you called? So the interesting you asked that. So the very first match that I call was a battle royal, which is probably the hardest match to call, um, just because there's so much going on and you're having to um, grasp everybody's name. Because I got to do the entire night, you know, from start to finish. And 
Um, two of the people that were in the Battle Royal were Kevin Thorne, uh, if you remember him from Mordecai and WWE, and Nick Dinsmore uh, as Eugene. Rob Conway was in it. Um, So there were some big names in the very first match that I got to call. And so it was, um, you know, it was really kind of, I was starstruck to be able to do something like that. And on the other side of the coin, um, you know, beforehand, the guy who had introduced me and, and, you know, let me on to do the show told me, he said, you know, you can't just walk in here and think that, you know, what's going on. You know, a rule of thumb that I've learned along the way as a broadcaster, you got to go in the back to talk to all these wrestlers. You got to find out, you know, hey, how, you know, where, what's your backstory? Where are you from? What's your finishing maneuver? What's your signature man, uh, maneuver? How long you've been in the business? All those different types of questions. And I thought that, um, you know, uh, what do I need to go up to a guy like Nick Densmore or Rob Conway? He said, you know, no matter who they are, you got to go up and you got to talk to these guys and you still, you know, need to get their information. So, you know, here I am tapping a guy like, you know, Eugene on the shoulder who at that point probably, you know, four years old, earlier was in, you know, the, you know, WrestleMania with Hulk Hogan. You know, it was like, okay. This is uh, kind of big for me here, but you know, I, I it was one of those things that really humbles you as an individual. And um, but yeah, to, to long long way about it, that was the first match that I got to call. And once you kind of get those first match jitters out of the way, the rest of the card went just so smoothly. And it was a lot of up and coming local talent, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I loved it, and um, I wish I could have even got to do a little bit more work there than I did. All right, so then. Uh... Do, have you uh, been able to uh, then, with what you've been doing now in Rocky Mountain Pro, been able to, you know, make those connections back again? Hey, nice to see you again. Those kind of those kind of things with you know some of the talent that may have been there, you know, you know, guest appearing in Rocky Mountain Pro. That's so funny that you asked that. Um, just because the last, um, gosh, what was what was it? Last milestone or the last summit show it was actually. Um, they had Al Snow come, and uh, of course Al Snow was kind of you know here and there with Ohio Valley Wrestling at the time. He wasn't nearly as involved as he is now. Now that he owns it, um, it was Danny Davis who owned it at the time. But I, um, you know, I definitely had a few interactions with Al along the way. But I knew you know there was no way that you know he remembered me from my my short time that I was there. And so you know I. Last time I saw him, I kind of let him know. I was like, "Oh, you know, you know, big fan of uh, big fan of the Louisville Cardinals," because I knew he was just to kind of poke. And he's like, "Oh yeah," I was like, "Oh, how about that? Uh, you know, how about that safety they just signed?" And you know, this and that, just trying to get the conversation rolling with them. And then eventually, I kind of led into, "Hey, by the way, I got to call a few matches with Dean Hill and Gilbert Corsi," and he was like, "Oh, you know, no kidding." So that kind of was able to uh, strike up a little bit of conversation with him there. So I always like being able to kind of, um, you know, leave the door open anywhere that I can uh, in the industry. I mean, one time at Rocky Mountain Pro, we had a uh, – actually, it was my very first encounter with him. We had an interaction with Kevin Kelly. So uh, I still try to send him stuff every here and there and, you know, kind of keep tabs with him. And never hurts to kind of keep your network open in this business. Right. And from when I conversation I've had with uh, Al Snow at the many times he's come to you know revisit with uh, Rocky Mount Pro, he loves to talk about kind of the little intricacies of, of the business, you know, just kind of those little minor things that, you know, kind of makes everything work. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, he's an absolute genius. I mean, you, yeah. you know, anybody that's got to sit down and talk with him, it's crazy. It's funny enough, I was actually uh, just earlier, this is earlier today, I was watching uh, on the WWE Network, uh, there was a new thing that came out. It was called the untold part of the Kurt Angle and Shane McMahon match that they had at King of the Ring, which anybody who's a wrestling fan's probably seen that, where Shane gets dropped on his head trying to go through the, the plexiglass and all that. Anyways, right. That entire time uh, was Shane McMahon and Kurt Angle talking about how Al Snow is the one who put that match together for them, and you know all they kept saying throughout the you know uh, throughout the show was you have no idea how instrumental Al Snow was during this time period and just how much you know people looked for him for guidance and obviously during that time. You know, he wasn't all that old. You know, he was probably early 40s, late 30s. So to say that about him then for a guy that, you know, was Olympic gold medalist and the son of the owner, I, I mean, gosh, th th that, and now look at him. I mean, my God, how much he's done along the way since then. It's just crazy. I mean, the guy to be able to pick his brain and like you said, the little intricacies that he gives about the business, it's incredible. And um, when he comes back, there's there's probably going to be a line wrapped around the you know the word trying to fucking to, for people to be able to get that information from him. But you know we'll we'll uh, we'll get in line, and I'll definitely be picking his brain when I can. Yeah, definitely. So, um, are you excited for him now that he's uh, owner of uh, Ohio Ohio Valley Wrestling and what he's doing all there with becoming an accredited uh, school and all that stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I thought that was so cool, you know, the concept of being able to do that. And they actually live streamed it that day. So I tuned in and I watched it and I was thinking, you know, gosh, how far this place has come. Because and to kind of take it back just a minute, when I was there, you know, WWE wasn't involved anymore. So the John Cena's and the Randy Orton's and everybody, they were gone. Right. Um, so it was, uh, you know, local talent and it wasn't what it used to be. Um, you know, but it, it still had, you know, some good, some good talent that came through just because of the name. Um, but at the same time, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the same. And you can tell that Al Snow ever since taking over has the drive to kind of get it back there and to be able to, um, make it something a little bit more special and make it a prestigious, uh, prestigious name. So, you know, when you talk about Rocky Mountain Pro doing weekly, you know, every Thursday, the only other one that I can think of that does that as an independent company is is Ohio Valley Wrestling. And there may be a few out there I'm not thinking of, of course. But, um, you know, I just thought that, you know, it, it's so cool that he's still keeping that tradition going all the while and making the product even better. Um, I, I think it's tremendous. And, and I got to tell you, um, Kentucky is an absolute hotbed for, you know, independent wrestling. Uh, they they pull out big crowds every single Wednesday when they do those shows, and um, it just uh, it's a great market for it. And he's got his uh, for for him to be in charge, he's got something really good on his hands. Yeah, and you know if you talk to uh, Matt Yaden, he uh, will tell you that he um, Ohio Valley Wrestling doing the, their weekly shows was the inspiration for Rocky Mountain Pro to change their strategy and go weekly with uh, Ignition and Charged. No, oh, my, you know, that's so, it's so funny how it all just comes full circle like that. You know, uh, when I, when I first came out here and, and I'm just kind of, you know, jumping around here, but when I first came out here, um, you know, some of the very first shows I did with Rocky Mountain Pro, it, it, Al Snow, I, I had seen on some of the posters had already been out here. Nick Dinsmore had been out here. And all I kept thinking to myself is, you know, out of every single city and state and worldwide, you know, how many independent promotions there are, 
you know, what are the odds that I come all the way out to Denver, Colorado, and we're still connected here somehow, some way with Ohio Valley Wrestling? I mean, you can just tell the way that Matt Yaden runs everything with Rocky Mountain Pro. I mean, it's got Al Snow's fingerprints all over it. You know, it's 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 very similar. And I think for uh, the ambition that Matt has and to be able to, to be coached by a guy, you know, like Al Snow – uh, for the position he's in is is tremendous. I mean, that's so cool, uh, you know, to to kind of see all of that come together. So me and Matt, you know, we'll always be joking. It was, just, you know, just last week I when I was at the um, before the show on Thursday, I saw that he had on like a Third Street Dive shirt, which is a you know a famous Louisville downtown bar. And I'm thinking to myself, I was like, oh, you know, we're, when were you there? You know, what, what, when did you get this shirt? You know, and he was like, oh, I went down last year for Ohio Valley Wrestling's, you know, 1000 show or whatever. So he, he's got his finger on the pulse. Matt is a brilliant, brilliant <laughs> guy. He's, you know, being able to learn from a guy like Al Snow, um, you can't, you can't learn from anybody better. Uh-huh. So, um, Colin, how did you get uh, hooked up with uh, Rocky Mountain Pro? So, you know, when obviously uh, in working with Ohio Valley Wrestling and then same goes for Rocky Mountain Pro, um, you know, I do it out of a passion. It's something that I, I've loved and I've always, uh, you know, really wanted to do. And and so when I was working in Louisville, my job I worked at was uh, General Electric and they are based, their headquarters are based out of Louisville. But the job uh, was a sales and training role. And after you complete all of their uh, you know, it's like a two to three year training process. They send you out into the field. And so when they sent me out, um, they, they don't even give you a, a small clue of where you're going. It's kind of random. Like, Hey, here's where you're going in the United States. If you don't like it, you know, tough luck. You're not working with us anymore. Which So, you know, I got randomly selected into Denver, Colorado. And now granted, I had never stepped foot in Denver, Colorado, my entire life Didn't know a soul here, uh, nothing. So I come out here and, you know, one of the first things I did when I came out here, I said, okay, where's the independent wrestling scene at? And it took me kind of a while to find it because, you know, there was Hugo's and there's Colorado uh, Springs. And and I didn't really know what what was the very best. Um, And then lo and behold, there was a match um, because, I mean, as soon as I moved here, there was a match that WWE came through town and it was. I want to say Braun Strowman, and he was just you know making his debut and steamrolling through people, and it was Tyler Stinson and Curtis Cole were out there. I think it was like a two-on-one match or a three-on-one match, maybe mile, the Mile High Trio. The Mile High Trio, that was it. And I'm yeah. watching. You know, I knew they were in town, and I was going to go to the SmackDown the next day, but it was on Raw, so I was watching it. And I'm thinking here, I'm looking at these guys, and I'm thinking. I, I think didn't I just see these guys on one of the independent thing, you know? So I start looking back, and I was like, oh, you know, it was Rocky Mountain Pro where I saw these guys. So I look into Rocky Mountain Pro, and lo and behold, um, their next event that they're holding is a seminar ha- held by Kevin Kelly. So it, to me, I was like, you know, this is a layup. I gotta go to this, ah. and I walked in the door, and I'm not kidding you. I walked in, and I was uh, two hours early because I was still over on Eastern time. You know, I wasn't used to mountain time yet. And I, I, you know, I mean, I'm that fresh into being here. And so when I show up, there are two people standing there and it's Kevin Kelly and Matt Yaden, neither who I've ever met or anything like that. And they have no idea who I am. 
And so I walk in and, and, you know, Matt's looking at me like, Hey, you know, who the hell are you? And to me, you know, I was like, Oh, you know, my name's Colin Sennard and, and I'm, I'm trying to be a, uh, a color or a play by play commentator with you all. And first thing he said, he goes, Oh good. You could work with us tonight. We're really in need of a commentator. <laughs> I thought, you gotta be kidding me. You know that, that you must be kidding me. I guess the guy they had before Dan, uh, danger Dean had, had his last match the week before. And so, you know, I got to go on there with Matt and Kevin Kelly. And I mean, that was just a dream come true to be able to just walk right into that. And, um, after the show, Vince Russo came up to me and, uh, he said, you know, you did a great job and which was another thing to be able to have that kind of praise from him. Um, that was the first time I got to meet him was that day. And he said, you know, you did a great job and, you know, if you want, we're going to start using you moving forward to do our play by play and the rest is history. And here we are. Right. Yeah. Because, um, I'm not sure if you are familiar, but, um, I've been a fan of Rocky mountain pro for a little over two years now. And the beginning sure. when they were, um, they shortly after, well, I, I got introduced shortly when they transitioned from NRW to Rocky mountain pro, like one or two weeks before that happened. And mm-hmm. so when they started going on uh, fight TV and, and et cetera, the commentating team was kind of a revolving uh, door for about a, a season, season and a half, and two you know two seasons. And now sure. you, you now of course have been a staple ever since you got um, got you know sat down in the seat. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, it, it's crazy, you know. And I've had a lot of people kind of alongside me in the color area. You know, we yeah. got to do an entire uh, entire season with me and Vince Russo. So I thought that was. You know, that that was really cool. You know, we would go to we would go over to his place and um, he would live stream us doing it. And he has so many followers that he has on Twitch. And so, I mean, they were just kind of pouring in. And that was the very first time that I was thinking to myself, OK, I'm starting to see the same people, you know, week over week here that are now recognizing me on Twitch. And I would get on his page and they would be like, you know, when's Col- you know, is, is Colin going to be doing, you know, the the commentating this week? And I thought. Never in my right mind did I think I would be, you know, ever in that situation to where I would be, you know, people would know who I was. And, um, you know, it, it was it was fun doing it with Vince, but he was, you know, he, he was he was it's so many different personalities I've got to work with. There was a Scotty Tate, if you remember him. Yeah. Uh, he did EOE. I mean, he had his own style, but he was, you know, he was so funny. And, um, you know, he would have me laughing so hard on the headset. I would literally have to take the headset off because it was just like, man, like you got it. You can't be saying these kind of things. You know, he was he was kind of our truth with it. He was very off the wall um, with what he said. And, and not only that, um, you know, I got to do Lucas Bradwell, who, I mean, he was so smart about what we were calling. And, um, you know, he has the history since that place, you know, day one. So he was always a good callback to go to. Um, but this season being with Titus, it's been, um, you know, it, it's been, it, I think we were a little bumpy starting off, me and Titus were, um, trying to make sure we had a groove down, but it really, really has smoothed out and we have really built a chemistry over time and, and it's become something really special. And, you know, I know sometimes it, it frustrates Titus a little bit because he's always, he's always been a character and, you know, in the yeah. back, he's always, you know, barking cause he wants to be, you know, the general manager or managing the, yeah, you know, the, the heavyweight champion or, or something like that. So I think, um, you know, over time he's, he's really become more passionate, uh, about what he's doing. And the more I can get him on board and invested in it, 
um, the, the more we're really going to be able to help tell stories because, you know, that's what we're there for. We're there to tell stories and nothing else. Um, we we want to make sure we're conveying that over very clearly to everybody that's listening. And I think now that he's getting more on board, we're doing a better job of that. And um, he's he's an easy guy to work with for sure. All right. Some, Sometimes, sometimes. I should all the time. He can really press my buttons from time to time, but I just got to keep a cool head on it. You don't want to give him too, Titus, too big of a head. No, you do not. Absolutely. And, we'll, and we do the thing now where we have Twitch exclusive in between the commercial breaks. And so that's kind of the opportunity for people to, that are, you know, not watching on Right Now TV or not watching on Fight TV. It gives them the opportunity to be able to comment and have us kind of chit chat with them and he always is kind of, you know, boosting himself up on there and trying to get people to, you know, give him shout outs. And it's like, hey, you know, we're still calling this match, man. You know, get, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit here. I'm trying to put yourself over. <laughs> OK, I wanted to back up just a little bit, something you had mentioned. Uh, yeah. So when you were uh, go, uh, commentating with uh, Vince Russo. That was a time, my understanding is that the show was being recorded, and then you guys were adding the commentary uh, later after the recording, right? Yeah, that's right. So, so, how, um, so how, yeah, how, how different is that now having to do everything live? Uh, you know what? I like doing it live a hundred times more. Um, I feel like it just – here's my thing. I feel like when you, when you record it, it doesn't come off as an authentic because okay. no one's making mistakes. You know, when you make a mistake – you have to go back and you have to change it and, um, you know, and then you go back and by the time you, you go out there, everything's picture perfect, which, which some people love and, and don't get me wrong. I, I, it definitely has its pluses to doing that. But me personally, um, you know, if I'm watching raw or SmackDown or a pay-per-view or, you know, usually they're only on like a five or six second delay or something like that. Um, I, I think it's just kind of a lot more entertaining to, to hear exactly what they're saying. And, you know, if they fumble somewhere or, or whatever, it, it's real, you know, human, be, human error. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of, uh, interesting to listen in on and, and be able to kind of pick those kind of things up. And I think our audience is, is, um, a lot more in it. That's my opinion, but I think the audience is a lot more entertained, um, when me and Titus bicker and we're talking over each other and, and whatever, you know, me and Vince would go in these, you know, well, at first I kind of let him run all over me just because he was Vince Russo and I'm brand new to it and, and all that jazz. But after a while, we would go back and forth at each other toward the end there and we would talk over each other and he would say cut and, and we would have to redo it over so we could get it more clear. Mm -hmm. Or he would, you know, we, there were, I remember this one time there was, if you remember the best of five series leading into last year's milestone with Severino Corrente and uh, uh, Mercury Yaden, I thought um, we did a uh, – they were fighting out in, in the river at one point. And he picked up a weapon and he – and Vince Russo just made up this name. He called it some, you know, doohickey weapon, this or that. And, I mean, it was the funniest thing. But, of course, we start laughing. So he cuts it and says, you know, I, I got to figure out what that thing is so we can call it right. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I thought – you know, it was just, it was good as it was. Leave it, let it, let it be. You know, if we're laughing about it, the, the audience is going to laugh about it. So <laughs> now we're starting to get a little bit of that with live. So to answer your question in a long form, I, I would definitely prefer the live version. Oh, cool, cool, cool. All right. So, so far, um, you know, with your, uh, you know, 
uh, commentating on Rocky Mountain Pro, have you what uh, memorable moments have you got to call that you just go, you were kind of like a loss for words. So, um, you know, there's been a few. The thing that really jumps out at me um, is when we start to see that the crowd, you know, more and more each week when they start to build, because it was this week was one of the better crowds that we've had on our weekly programming. Um, and that's, you know, I'm not short, short uh, memory loss or anything like that, but it really, it really goes to say that you know, just last week to see how much noise there was and how, how many people we had in the audience. And it, it was just, it, it was crazy that I've never been in a situation where I had the headset on and I could hardly hear, you know, the, the people next to me. Cause we have Alex, uh, you know, talking in our ear, Austin Reddick and, and he'll kind of give us a few pointers, you know, on what to say. And, and, and Titus will be talking to me and it got so loud during that tag team main event with, um, Atiba, Marlon Bishop, um, Anaya and Severino Corrente. It got so loud that I, I honestly couldn't hear things. And, um, it was so kind of awe inspiring to say, God, you know, I, I, we've been here where there was, you know, five people here and you've been in those situations with us too, where yeah. you know, not a lot of people show up because it's weekly. It's on a Thursday. We took a big risk doing something like that and to start to see it pay off and, for the milestone tickets to come in like they are, you know, there's been a big push for it. Last year's milestone, you know, very candidly didn't have the audience that we really wanted it to have. And, um, you know, now we're starting to see them pour in a little bit now that we're on fight TV. Now that we're on right now TV, we've had front page on Twitch. And I got to tell you, an unsung hero with all this is, um, is over easy Stevie. Cause my Lord, I mean, that guy hustles to get our name out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I know I'm giving you a really long winded answer on, on my, my, um, where I'm going with this, mm-hmm. but you know, it's every time that we're able to go out there and see those kind of crowds to say, you know, wow, we're, we're a part of something really special here. And, and this is, you know, this has got potential to really get some wheels from where it's at right now. Um, last week was a show that I'll never forget. And then if I had to pick one more, I would probably say the last one that we had at the summit music hall. And the reason I say that is because I I called the show with Marty, the moth and I had watched him on Lucha underground and watched him be the, you know, the heavyweight champion of the show. And so next thing I know, I'm out there calling it with him and he was the nicest guy. And, you know, we, we, we were able to mesh so well for just meeting, you know, maybe an hour before the show. And it, it was really cool. And, and to be able to say, OK, here I am calling a match, you know, with Stevie Richards and I'm, I'm doing the commentary with, you know, a former Lucha Underground champion. I mean, this is, you know, this is awesome. You know, you get, sometimes you get so hung up in the moment that you got to take a step back and say, you know, look where I'm at right now. This is, this is really cool. You know, if if I, when I did my first show at Ohio Valley wrestling, if it would all would have ended right then and there, then I was, I was content because I got to do it and I got to do what I always, you know, dreamed of doing. So that I would say those two moments, probably hearing the crowd last week and then also uh, doing the summit show with Marty, the moth, probably my two, uh, biggest moments there. Okay, cool. And uh, uh, speaking of the uh, 
uh, Summit show last time they were there, you know, when uh, Brutal Bob Evans and Tough uh, Tim Hughes was there, you know, um, Tough Guy Inc. That would have to say, that was probably one of my favorite moments too is, uh, I remember you saying, I, f- I forget exactly what you said, but you said something about, you know, bald loves bald or bald, bald is beautiful. And, uh, uh, Bob Evans came and kissed me on the top of my head. So that was kind of, yeah. Was oh my fun. Gosh. It, bald is beautiful. Absolutely. I remember it. Cause I, he came out, they came out the show be, uh, and they had been out probably two months before. Yeah. And they did a show and came by and they walked directly past me. And I want to say it was at the rack house. And I put my hand out for a high five to, I want to say it was Tim Hughes. And he literally walked right past me and I thought he saw me. So I was like, well, you know, gosh, you know, I look pretty stupid there, you know, completely just left me hanging. So when, when the show was over, you know, I told him, I was like, Hey, you left me hanging out there. He said, if I come back here, we'll make sure not to leave you hanging. And so of course he comes out and he came and gave me, gave me the high five and then brutal Bob Evans came over and gave me a kiss on the fort on the top of the head. And I mean, it was just, it was really cool to kind of be able to interact with those guys. And, you know, I, and that is something I, I definitely want to expand on because you, you see it, you know, in a lot and, you know, the made the big time with WWE and things like that, where there'll be that interaction with the wrestler and, and the commentators and, you know, obviously we're not out there. Uh, you know, we're not we're not the the wrestlers. We're not the big part of the show. We're not there to get ourselves over. Um, but at the same time, you know, I thought it was uh, kind of cool sometimes when you get those shouts, you know, those shout outs. And um, in recent weeks, I've been getting a lot of them from Anaya. Not for the better. He's uh, kind of <laughs> dumping dumping on me in, in recent weeks, but. You know, I think it's just kind of uh, cool that they're, you know, they can hear you. They can hear us and they know that, you know, in the back of their mind, if they're if they're able to hear us, um, it's either they hear us or they hear the audience. If they hear the audience, then they know that they're doing, a, you know, a really good job and just, you know, keep doing what they're doing. And if they can hear us talking, we're trying to, you know, paint the picture a little bit to kind of let them know where they're at and what the audience is watching and what they're looking for. And I think nobody does that better than Anaya. I mean, he, he's been doing it long enough to where we'll say something to where, Oh, and you can just tell, you know, he's really going to work on that neck right there and he'll stop, you know, maybe a leg lock and move right back over to the neck. And, you know, you can hear him kind of be able to pick those kind of things up. So I think it's kind of cool, uh, you know, in, in those kind of situations where, you know, like you said, with uh, Tough Guy Inc. And, and Anaya, how they get involved with us. I, I've always kind of uh, appreciated wrestlers that do that. Oh, cool, cool. Very cool. All right. Well, Colin, um, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. But before I let you go, tell all the listeners what we have coming up with Rocky Mountain Pro this uh, milestone weekend. We have the full weekend, and before I even dive into it, uh, you're gonna be are you are you gonna are you gonna be able to make all of them or? Y- yes, definitely. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay, so Thursday, obviously, we're gonna be cook- kicking it off with a supercharged. So here's the interesting part about this. Okay. So this Thursday for supercharged, that's one of our biggest shows that we do on a weekly basis. And we thought, okay, well, we got milestone coming around the corner. You know, maybe it's not gonna be you know, as big this time around, trust me, we went over what the matches are going to be and what this card's entailing. We're not letting off the gas coming this weekend. We know we got a lot of eyes on us and this supercharge is going to be no different. It is going to be, uh, the, the, the six man tag that we're going to have, um, which has been announced. It's going to be uh, filter. who's going to be teaming up with Anaya and Severino Corrente. 
uh, and they're going to be in a six-man tag against Austin Reddick, and they're going to be going against uh, Atiba and uh, Marlon Bishop. So probably the six, some of the six best talents that we have coming in one ring at the same time to fight each other and was probably going to be uh, you know, a precursor to everything that we're going to see at Milestone. So a small taste uh, of what we're going to be able to have there for Supercharge, and that's going to be on uh, the 27th in Golden, Colorado. And, and folks, if, if you have not been out, to uh, one of those shows i mean you know i'm sure you've heard it before but it is an incredible experience you, you don't want to miss it at all um and then leading into that that on friday we're gonna have the uh colorado cup is gonna be on the line so we usually do that at milestone oh. um, but, but we have such a, a jam-packed show uh coming into milestone we are actually going to be doing that at the rack house which is going to be starting at 10 o'clock on Friday, um, and just to make sure I have the dates, because I'm not sure when this is coming out, it's going to be Friday the 28th, um, to make sure that if you're over just by the downtown Denver area, and what a fun show that is, I'm sure you can to attest, I mean, it's a much different vibe over there, so a lot more adult-friendly, and to be able to have something like the Colorado Cup, which they're changing it a little bit this year, um, to where they're going to add even more people um, so it's going to be even that much more prestigious to be able to have that. Um, and it's going to be Royal Rumble style, which I prefer over the Battle Royal personally. Um, and it's going to be uh, the main event, and I, I can't wait for it. And whoever wins that usually gets a shot at the charge title. And, and, and last year, Austin Reddick won. And you, you just have to imagine that if you win the Colorado Cup, um, it's kind of the mecca in, in Denver independent wrestling. You know, that's that's kind of your crowning honor. It's like a former king of the ring. You, you're kind of destined to get your big push coming into the next year. So really excited about that. Uh, Saturday, we're going to keep things rolling. We're going over to Romero's. Um, that, so that's going to be um, on the 29th. And then obviously the big show, Milestone 9. I cannot tell you how excited I am for this. It is going to be one of the best shows Colorado has ever put on in professional wrestling. Um, take my word for it. You don't want to miss it. You can get on fight TV and you can get it for nine 99. If you're not going to be in the Colorado area, I highly, highly, highly suggest that you do that. If you're not able to make the show, um, because we're, I mean, we're almost sold out the show. I, I'm sure if you went to the summit music hall to be able to get tickets, you could still get them. Tickets are going for 20, 20 or $25, depending on the ticket that you get. Um, uh, be sure, um, to, uh, to watch it, whatever form you can. Um, if you're in the Denver area or the Colorado area in general, you have to go take my word for it. You will not regret it. Oh, cool. Very cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. I wish it was uh, Thursday already. I, I can't, I mean, I'm really, I, I'm, I'm counting down the days here, man. You know, we're, we're doing these podcasts and, you know, I got another one coming this week and, um, it, it, the buzz is really, it, it's, it's growing for Rocky mountain pro. And, and like I talked about earlier with each week, seeing how big it's becoming is it's just, it's so cool. I've never, never been a part of something like this. And for fans like yourself and, and people that have been at the ground floor of it, um, it's special and you can attest to it. I mean, it's really special to be at the ground floor of something like this and, um, you know, just to see it grow by leaps and bounds and, and what milestone nine's about to bring to one of the biggest venues and, in, in all of Denver. And I just, I can't say enough good things about it. It's going to be awesome. 
Cool, cool. All right. Well, Colin, once again, I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. But before I let you go, if uh, people wanted to get a hold of you with uh, like social media and stuff like that, where could they at you? Okay. So I have my big thing is you can find me on Facebook, which is just under my name, Colin Sinard, which is C-O-L-I-N. Last name is S-I-N-N-A-R-D. Kind of a tough one to spell. So I thought I'd help you guys out there. And then I go by my nickname on my Twitter and on my Instagram. So on my Twitter, I'm at the snars, which is T-H-E-S-N-A-R-Z. So at the snars on Twitter. And then for my Instagram, it's just snars, S-N-A-R-Z. So you can catch me on all three of those platforms. I'm very active on there. Uh, please give me a follow, and uh, and uh, you can catch up on all things with Rocky Mountain Pro with me. Um, we're always kind of interacting uh, with all things that we have, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff as well. Um, so, you know, a lot of good content. And if you want to give me a follow, uh, I'll be glad to give you a follow back. Okay, great. Well, once again, Colin, thanks for joining me. And, of course, I'll uh, see you here in a few days. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on. You're welcome. Once again, a big thank you to Colin Sennard for coming on to the podcast on this episode and introducing himself to all of our listeners. Of course, you are very familiar with his commentary if you are a watcher of Rocky Mountain Pro, either on Twitch, Right Now TV, Fight TV, and of course, the return of Rocky Mountain Pro to Fight TV within the last few weeks. And remember, this is Milestone Week. And it's with Rocky Mountain Pro, and it starts off on Thursday at the Jefferson County Fairgrounds at the Quarry in Golden, Colorado with Supercharged. And on Friday, we are at the Rack House in Denver, Colorado, and we're going to get Rack House Rowdy. And on Saturday, Romero's in Lafayette, the outdoor facility. Should be a great time there. And then, of course, capping off Milestone Week weekend with Milestone 9 at the Summit Music Hall in Denver. If you want to get tickets for any of these events, you just head over to rmpwrestling.com and you can purchase them there. If you want to save yourself some money on your Milestone ticket, basically saving the service fees, Hit up your uh, favorite RMP wrestler, announcer, or heck, probably even a commentator might have tickets to sell you, and you can save some cash there. Once again, I want to thank you all for listening and having fun wrestling with Altitude. <laughs>